0: The following audio may not meet the recording standards you're used to from RPG Academy Network podcasts. Lawful and Orderly streams live on Twitch every Monday at 8pm Eastern, and this audio is pulled directly from our video. Send all complaints to Michael at theRPGAcademy.com and join us on Mondays. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Lanarcanum, the City of Magic. At the nexus of three major ley lines, the city shimmers with magical energy but that kind of power brings trouble trouble that sometimes seems to spawn from thin air luckily for the folks of Lanarcanum the high guard take their jobs seriously l a h g is comprised of many different divisions but of particular interest is the special visions unit the s v u deals with the strangest and most disturbing cases in lanarcanum this is one such case today's episode target practice my name is Andrew J. Young, and I'm going to be the Game Master again tonight. Um, if this is your first time watching, uh, welcome. Loughlin' Ordley is a light-hearted fantasy police procedural set in the fantastical city of Lan Arcanum. Uh, we do use Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition as our rule set of choice, but uh, we, don't, we don't consult the rules very often. So if you're not familiar with D&D 5th edition, don't worry about it. If you are... Um, please send all complaints uh, to Scott.
1: Happy to uh, help.
0: If any time we mess up those rules, just uh, just email Scott. Uh, okay, so in each episode of Lawful and Orderly, uh, Lawful and Orderly we do track uh, the successes and failures of players' roles using the Scales of Justice. The f- a failed role uh, does not mean a clue uh, has not been found, uh, but it does put a negative marker on the Scales of Justice uh, and a successful role puts a positive marker on the Scales of Justice, and at the end of the episode, we use the Scales of Justice, determine whether they're obviously more positive or more negative, and the Scales of Justice are going to impact uh, our, our side story, our, our character arc for this episode. Um, the main story, we get to the end of the main story, and we have, we've caught our perp or we haven't, or whatever the situation is, um, the Twitch audience is going to get to vote, guilty or not guilty, on whoever... Whoever we've caught, or whoever the world has decided, uh, whoever we just pinned it on at the last second, uh, and it's up to it's up to our Twitch audience to decide whether we had enough evidence and that that is really the person, and they're going to vote guilty, whether it's not, and they're going to vote not guilty, or they just want to troll us and vote not guilty, or like they hate this character and they're voting guilty even though they know they didn't do it. Whatever the case, it's Twitch audience decides, and we're going to go with that as our as our uh, what happens in the story. Uh, but enough of all that, that's all set up, out of the way. Let me introduce our char- our players and the characters for tonight's episode. Uh, first, we have Scott Brown playing Illin Brownfeet, a cheerful halfling ranger, and an animal control specialist, and double double time, Scott is also playing uh, Bark, Illin's dog companion. Rolf. That's right. Uh, all right, so Scott, um, let me ask you a question tonight. Shoot. What? What is Ilan competitive about?
1: Oh, uh, you know, that's that's a good question. Not, not much. Ilan's um, pretty happy-go-lucky, as, as you described her, so not much gets under her skin or under her hackles or gets her to be competitive. But um, I will say that one thing that does is, um, let's say there is a sport that she was briefly interested in as a younger person, and she's still uh, sort of interested in it, And that is um, uh, Beaver Dam Construction. Competitive Beaver Dam Construction. Which, oh, yes. Uh, obviously, all the kids in the uh, suburban extents of uh, you know, they, they, they don't have the big, exciting uh, entertainments of, of theater and, and such that, that the big city has. So they have to keep uh, intrigued in some way. And it's, it's not like they can build uh, snow forts or sandcastles. They don't have a lot of either of those constructing materials. But they do have a lot of sort of like dried, uh, let, you know, wood, follow wood just lying around. And, and so they, they build competitive dams.
0: Excellent. Of course, the creeks out there, you know, along those are perfect. You block them up. You uh, uh, and then, of course, after each round, you tear down the previous dam and build the new one because you have to measure how much water is going to get through. So it's a long sport, I take it.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you you yeah. really, you, you really have to take the long view of it. But uh, and of course, it's it's difficult to explain the scoring to to new people because it's it's uh, much like figure skating. It's scored based on style. Not necessarily based on just, uh, you know, speed or strength or endurance, an easily measurable trait. And so there are a lot of subtleties, right? If, if uh, you, you may have, someone may look at that and say that's a leaky sieve and we say, ah, but the leaks that were achieved were artisanal and novel in this space. They, they did a double swirly and a double swirly without a half swirly like back feeder is really challenging to do.
0: Right, Technical. and you get bonus points if a beaver moves into your dam while you're building it. Of
1: course, absolutely. Okay, perfect. So I imagine
0: Ellen's very good at this game. So it's a good game to be uh, competitive about, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, and uh, last, but certainly not least, tonight is Mr. Marty McGuire, who is oh, playing Aaron that? Tweet Twilson, a uh, human bard, a uh, f- uh, former member of the Traveling Twilsons, uh, and the rookie uh, of the High Guard. Uh So, Marty, what would Aaron consider his uh, strongest skill?
2: That's interesting. Um, probably, uh, Aaron would consider, uh, his ability to, um, to relate different stories to one another. Uh, the Twilsons perform uh, like a variety act. So there's a lot of music. There's there's just uh, some kind of feats of strength, uh, you know, feats of daring. Uh, but there's also a lot of uh, selections from very famous plays. Uh, they usually aren't equipped on the road to do the whole play. Uh, so they'll, they'll do one-offs. And Aaron actually growing up, spent a lot of time uh, studying you know, plays written by famous bards uh, or uh, f- you know authors uh, and their famous novels that were adapted into plays, uh, and uh, he he really likes finding those threads that uh, that go between the stories and and into real life.
0: So, do the uh, do the traveling Twilsons performances? do they have like an overarching theme in each performance? Uh, so, like uh, maybe the play was about kings, and the story was about uh, uh, making hard decisions or, 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 you know, being a leader or, and then you did, you know, know, juggling a lot of tiny wooden figurines of people all at
2: once or. So, uh, Aaron would have loved if that was the case, but, uh, he didn't actually get to control a lot of the programming, uh, of the actual shows. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you could bet that he was backstage, you know, practicing those various things. Uh, you know, jug- juggling all of the small trinkets uh, that represent the various kings through the ages of the realm that they were performing in uh, But it's it was very rare that he actually got to influence what was going on that night So he would try to do this in subtle ways He would maybe like change a line uh, to, to make a reference to the the music that his sisters played earlier in the night um, But he, he kind of had to keep it subtle uh, He Mostly didn't get in trouble for doing it, but they didn't recognize it as something nice either. So, oh, well, that's the
0: that's the trouble working with family, right? Yeah, you know, can't live with them, can't also can't perform with them.
2: No, but but and yet that's literally all you do day in day out.
0: That's true. So that's a great segue uh, into our episode tonight. Uh, tonight we're gonna we're gonna start with Aaron. Uh, he, he's off on his own. It's after shift. Um, and he finds himself uh, at the Scary Dragon Lady Tavern, uh, which I should note is a very bad translation from the original Elvish name, uh, but the Elvish name has been long since lost to time. So all that remains is Scary Dragon Lady, right. uh, which is the, the established name of this tavern. Uh, and it is open mic night. Uh, so Aaron has come to talk with Steve Bragson uh, just about the general entertainment even in Canon. Aaron hasn't been here uh, as a permanent resident, that long, and he's been in the academy for most of his time here. So it's time to, uh, for him to start getting out and seeing what the entertainment scene is like here, and and, uh, and just what's going on.
2: Right. Uh, cool. So Aaron walks in and um, checks out, like gives a look to what's going on on stage, uh, but does so while headed directly to the bar because he uh, he knows where Steve is going to be sitting. Yep. And
0: uh, and sure enough, Steve is sitting at the bar and uh Steve what do you what do you have to say it's been a long time since you've seen Eric uh, Aaron here at the uh, uh in Lanarcanon performing so much fucking
1: oh. bots in here but uh again thank you Bell, so the... I do appreciate it Dean Oh hey hey how 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 you doing man it's jeez what i didn't expect to see you how 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 goes it?
0: So it has been a long time since uh, since Aaron and Steve uh, talked. They left on amicable terms you know they're they're friends, um, but uh, clearly clearly Steve is uh caught off guard by, uh, by the fact that uh, Aaron left the traveling Twilson's and didn't expect to see him back in uh, the entertainment uh, area.
2: Uh, yeah, you know it's it's just me today. sorry uh, Dad's not here we're. We're not booking a show. Uh, the family's on the road, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm local now. I joined the High Guard.
1: Oh, that's uh, why? Why would you go and do a thing like that? You 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 had such a good thing going, son. I bet it's not too late to get back.
2: Oh well, uh, thanks, Steve. I you know I just thought it was time to go out and explore on my own. You know, you know how crowded it gets on that that family caravan. Every, uh, the little twins running around screaming and dad and uncle Greg yelling about the show. Uh, I, I just needed, I needed a change of pace and, uh, I, I needed some order in my life. So yeah, I joined, joined the high guard, went through the Academy and Hey, now I'm, now I'm solving crimes in the city.
1: Hey, well, uh, good for you. Good for you, son. Uh, you know, uh. Since you mentioned it, I've I've got this uh, parking ticket. You you know I mean really my cousin borrowed the wagon right and took it downtown. It, I I don't know if you could like like put in a good word.
2: Ah, uh, geez, Steve. You know what? I can't make any promises. I'll I'll see what I can do, but uh, I it's not really the work that I do. I
1: oh no, I, they, they, they I, start you above solve, parking
2: enforcement. I solve murders now, and and uh. <clears throat> Out of the corner
0: of Aaron's eye, he spots another familiar figure. This one, um, less noticeably less welcome. It's a, a short, fat goblin with a, a no shirt, just big suspenders and short pants. Well, well,
2: well, if it isn't uh, Twilson here in Lanarkannon. Aaron, oh. right? The middle child. Oh, my God. Steve, what is he doing here? I thought you booked your own shows.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, but uh, you know, I, it's it, you know, things have been kind of thin on the ground. I get you know parking tickets, things. I, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: And, and maybe I don't know, Aaron. Maybe you don't remember me. He pulls out a, a a tiny roll of parchment. Uh, Singwick Tassel, uh, uh performance booker.
2: <laughs> oh. I definitely recognize those pants. I would not miss those suspenders and no shirt look anywhere. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, Finwick, has uh, got a wick. <laughs> oh my God. Finwick. What are you even doing in Lanar Canem?
0: Ah, oh, this is where I'm set up now. This is, this is my, uh, 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 my, as they say.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't say that. Yeah, they do. It's just it's industry talk, and you'll get used to it. It's like your your day egg. Uh, no, it's industry talk. You'll it,
0: you'll you'll get used to it. it doesn't really have it. It's like a. It's like it doesn't really translate. Even. So we're in the same industry.
1: Uh, well, just, well just, just let him have this one. You're, right. you're, you're
0: I wouldn't say you're in the industry yet, uh, Twilson. <laughs> Maybe when you were with your, your parents' uh, uh, act, but now you're on your own. You're getting out there. You don't really have the name recognition as an independent artist, uh, but you know who can book those acts for you. Uh, good old Fenwick Tassel, uh, uh, you know, and I want to take a small fee. Uh, we're just going to split it, uh, you know, uh, forty sixty. Uh, so that's a good forty percent for you. That's more than enough. It's more than fair. It's the going price. Actually, the Tass- going rate is thirty five. Uh, Tassel, are you trying to headhunt me right now? <laughs> I would say headhunt. <laughs> uh, you know that Finn McTassel uh, is a yeah. He is a not a great guy to work with. He's a he's this just about the skeeziest booker you've uh, ever met. Um, in fact, he uh, he's famous for booking um, very. Uh, uh uh cheap venues and charging very high prices um and taking just a huge percentage for himself and he uh he but he he managed to book these incredible acts. It's it's really un it's 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 uncanny that he gets these these almost these unknowns to come out and perform um just at these these amazing acts. They're always they always draw huge crowds. Um the last thing you remember the last thing of his that 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 you've ever heard of was uh hundred yard tightrope, tight a tight, hundred yard tight rope walk uh, by Emily Stannis. Um, but it was not a good performance. Uh, it filled the filled an entire uh, big top, uh, sold like hotcakes. Uh, but her rope snapped. Uh, the rope snapped, and she actually fell uh, and did not survive uh, the impact. So uh, he, you did not. That was that was a. Uh, a different city a long time ago and you thought for sure that was going to be the end of his career but uh, apparently he's still pulling it off still booking uh booking small acts to perform big talents and drawing the crowds in or at least that's yeah <laughs> still booking those <laughs> still booking those outstanding out of nowhere acts and drawing in the big crowds and raking in the the I I like to help i like to help everybody the venues are earning
2: well, clients. Well, I, sh- are- I sure hope you're taking better care of your acts than you used to <laughs> That's not an accusation, is it? Uh, is it, to uh It's. I don't think it's an accusation when I'm stating a fact.
1: No, he's 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 been very good to his acts. You should really consider working with him. I I would swear by it.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if you know Braggs, but the next act is actually one of mine. Uh, now, now I didn't book it through, obviously. Uh, I'm just testing them out. This is their pre-trial run. I'm just sort of feeling them out.
2: Oh, uh, it's just like you to make them work for free in an open mic tassel. God.
0: <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. I think, I think we're all going to be happy in this situation. Uh, us us see what they've got. And he, he, uh, he snaps the suspenders one more time and climbs up onto a stool and straddles the stool as a, as a duo, uh, walks up onto the open mic stage. Uh, uh, hello, um, uh, uh, we're the, <coughs> we're the Fieries, and we'll be performing, uh, um, <coughs> uh, some death-defying juggling tonight, uh, uh, at the same time, um, uh, my, uh, wife will be, uh, riding a, uh, unicycle, uh, and, uh, I will be on these, uh, pogo boots, <coughs> so, uh, we are, <clears throat> uh, we, honey, do you want to take, okay, no. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, we are the Fieries. Uh, our act is called uh, 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 <clears throat> Fieri, the, the Fieri Duo. Uh, we're working on it. Uh, and he he, he puts the, uh, the, the cone, the wooden cone that he was talking into, he puts that back on the stand. <clears throat> and sure enough, he pulls out a pair of boots with, uh, Big novelty uh, iron springs, uh, and his wife uh, hops on a wooden unicycle and she starts uh, balancing and pedaling. And he starts bouncing, and they uh, pull out these uh, pins, juggling pins, and start juggling them individually. Uh, and then he, uh, just juggling two with one hand, pulls out a, <laughs> uh, a tinder, like a, a match, a big match, fireplace match, lights it, holds it out, both of his pins catch on fire. And then uh, it goes out, and he tosses them to her, and as they start juggling back and forth, all of her pins catch on fire. So they're juggling about six, seven pins between the two of them, and they're all uh, just the the ends of the pins. The handles are obviously not on fire, but the ends of the pins are all uh, on fire. And they juggle for about 30 seconds, which Aaron knows uh, is a remarkable feat, not only for the fire to be going that long, um, but to juggle that long um, in tandem while like pogoing in and unicycling, <laughs> yeah. But they they catch all they the pass,
2: pins. They some serious acrobatics checks.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they are they 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 rolled very well on their acrobatics checks. Uh, but they did they they end thirty seconds later. They catch the pins, the fires. Uh, they swing out, swing them, and the fires that go out. And they, ow! And the crowd just goes nuts. Uh, uh, people throw uh, people throw them coins. Uh, they get a not a standing ovation because most of the crowd's pretty drunk. Kind uh, of like a slouching sort of slouch yeah. here. Aaron's supported though. He's just like, "Oh my god! Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> now you see, I so really. <laughs> uh, Finwick knows how to pick him. Now uh, I'll, I'll reconsider if you're interested. I could book you an act just like that. Uh, I know you got a whole range of talents. You do the talking. You do the jumping. You do those like little, those, the fun little jingles. <laughs> so you let's, just listen. Here's my scroll. that.
2: Okay, thanks. Thanks. You, you just oh, get a hold. I'll of hang me. on to this thing. <laughs> Catch you later, Twilson. Uh, okay.
0: And he uh, one last snap of his suspenders, and uh, we come back, back in time, back to the present, back to the uh, police station, uh, where Aaron, having not yet reencountered uh, uh, Fenwick Castle, doesn't know that <laughs> that doesn't know how his night is going to go. Uh, so he's ah. carefree, confident. Ellen, Mark, both there. Everybody's everybody's happy. They're having a little coffee break, as as they do.
1: I sure love the coffee here. Reminds me of fresh spring water. You know, the kind that comes from real springs. It's like all muddy and brown. It it just it just tastes just like that. It's oh. it's just the same.
2: I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot better than what we had in the the caravan. Like we we mostly conserved water, so we'd be chewing on just just raw beans. It was. uh I like this coffee too, Ellen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good.
0: Detectives, my office now. The chief's voice booms uh, through the station,
1: uh, loud but not angry. Yes, Captain. <laughs>
0: uh, and as uh, the two detectives and uh, the the loyal mastiff enter the chief's office, uh, you see already that the tall, pale, hairless uh, seer uh, that you have, you've seen once or twice before, uh, is there already, crystal ball on the pedestal, their long, spindly fingers steepled together. Uh, <coughs> Everyone, please place your hand on the crystal ball, and I will share with you this most unsettling vision. I believe that time is of the essence. And as you all put your hands on the crystal ball, you are uh, your vision blacks out and your hearing is, is muted. Uh, and as the light grows, you find yourself in what appears to be a, an indoor archery range. Uh, large straw-stuffed targets on pedestals are spread around a long room. Uh, at one end of the room, there's a lowered, rock, a lowered walkway that runs behind uh, the targets. At the other end, uh, a series of squares are painted on the floor. Um, hanging targets are scattered Above, above where the, the straw, uh, straw stuffed targets are. Um, and you see a diverse group of people standing uh, uh, out inside the painting squares, all, all uh, firing or loading crossbows or drawing back bowstrings. Um, and you begin to slowly float towards them. Uh, before you get close enough, before you have enough time to look at them to really recognize any of them, uh, uh, the scene blurs for a moment. And now you find yourself in a different room. Um, you can see into the room you were just in, though, through an open doorway. You see the squares, uh, but now they're empty. There's no one out there. Um, but you, uh, your vision turns, and you see that everyone has gathered in this room. It's full of people. Uh, and they're all gathered around something on the floor. Uh, you, you, grow clo- you, you move closer, moving between two of the people on the floor, and see uh, a very familiar face, uh, a very familiar person lying on the floor. It's uh, Durango Broadbone, Uh, lying still and dead on the floor. Uh, And the vision fades to black very quickly. This detective's time is of the utmost because I sense that this vision has not yet come to pass. I believe that you may be able to prevent this most gruesome murder from occurring. And if not, then your speed will surely catch you help the murderer before they can
1: do more harm. Oh yeah, th- we we we. I like Durango, and and that dungeon that he lives in is real nice. He, he shouldn't die. That that's not fair. He's too tall to die.
0: And the chief, oh. uh,
2: Aaron clears his throat and continues. Hi, sorry, I was so stunned. Durango is is amazing. I owe I owe him a beer, and he owes me like five hours of detective stories.
1: We'll, we'll get right on it, Chief. Don't you worry,
2: Rolf. Uh,
0: yeah, um, the chief. Uh, the chief also is, is stunned by this vision. She was not prepared. Um, officers, listen. Preventing a murder, especially of the murder of a retired detective, is, is uh, one of your most important responsibilities. We don't get these future visions very often, um, so we've got to catch this this potential murderer before it takes place. Now. It's tricky. If you can get evidence uh, that someone was planning to murder, then along with this vision, we might be able to put them uh, behind bars for attempted murder. But if no crime has occurred, you can't do anything officially. You can't arrest anyone or detain anyone. Uh, I suggest going undercover for this, finding out as much as possible, uh, and then only flashing your badges if it gets down to it. Uh, but get out of here. If we fail to stop a murder that we knew about ahead of time, the mayor's going to have us all put up for incompetence. You,
1: you got it. You got it. We'll, we'll do yes, we'll it right away. Thanks, get chief. out of here.
0: Chief, um, she's going your way.
1: On her way out the door, I'm like, it's funny the chief wants us to go incognito, whereas no one seems to recognize us as cops almost ever anyway. We, we always have to identify ourselves. It's weird. It's like these badges are invisible. That's is your invention yeah, visible? Could could only the cops see it? Is that a magical thing?
2: I don't, I don't think so. Can you see it now? The hat?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're
2: gonna poke the hat. Okay, yeah. I see, I see the hat. All
1: right, all right.
2: Uh, well, officers,
1: oh, oh, right. get in,
2: get into your undercover outfits, and get down to the
0: raid. It's the one down the street. Everybody knows it. You all use it on your off time. I know you do. It's fine, but get down there. And take care of this. If you, if, if this, if. If someone is murdered, we knew about it at a time. I'm telling you, we're all done. So get out of here.
1: All right. You, you got it. You no, got it, yes, chief. chief. Stop, Stop somebody go. him yeah, go.
0: So you all, uh, you, uh, all three of you, Olin uh, and Aaron and Park, uh, race uh, race out of the station and uh, down the street. It's just a couple walks away.
1: And then we remember uh, that we forgot to put on our undercover outfits. And so we race back to the station and we change into our, <laughs> our undercover outfits. And then we Perfectly. have some, some uh, brief critique of of uh, whether or not I really belong in that tramp clothes and uh, whether or not that top hat fits, Aaron. And then the two of us, uh, baking an unlikely pair together, run back out.
0: Yeah, I need to know what your undercover outfits look like uh, in not, not excruciating detail, but at least uh, some detail.
2: It's um, important. Um, Both
1: of us have been yeah. here before.
2: Well, and we saw how people were dressed in the vision. Yeah, everybody was it was pretty casual.
0: Um, you guys have both been here before, but you're not so regular that everyone's gonna shout Norm when you guys walk in, right? You don't you didn't right. recognize anybody other than Durango in the vision and uh pressed, you guys neither you don't actually really remember the name of the place or the name of the person who owns it. You just know <laughs> it's oh. there. You guys the officers usually go in in groups, actually, even off the clock. Mm.
1: Mm. Uh well I I think uh Jeez. um what do you think should should we should we try and blend in separately i mean uh i i have some some dirty overalls uh says illen in her very dirty overalls which makes you wonder how dirty her dirty overalls are and she says and, and, and those are pretty those are pretty good for a disguise for for just a regular old person and and bark uh bark you you can get disguised right and bark says wolf, and uh, shakes it? until his uh badge flies off
0: there is a lost and found box uh, with a number of outfits of varying sizes uh, that is is perfect for this kind of undercover work. Uh, it's unofficial, but everybody uses it when they're when they really have to go deep undercover. Excellent. So, yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, pick out a, pick out a couple of outfits, and, and you guys have a. Uh, of course, you have gotta go through the go through the montage where everybody, uh, you
1: know, the montage.
2: Yeah. Yeah uh yeah aaron's gonna dig through looking for stuff that fits that's like a little a little nicer like like maybe this is uh, a person of importance who's going a little incognito so like dressing up like someone trying hard to dress down who doesn't know how to do that so
1: like you have like real nice boots and real nice pantaloons and then kind of a half attempt at a grubby cloak over the top and like it it clearly hangs low
2: yeah, and, like, like the shirt tail is, is very clearly, like, nicely tucked on one side, and, like, it looks like he tried to get that untucked look on the other side.
1: Nice. Nice. You're, you're layering that. That That's good. Uh, Smudge
2: charcoal on her face.
1: Ellen will put on yeah, her just, dirty dress, Just one, like,
2: very careful.
1: And take off her badge sash, and then uh, she finds a hat that is uh, several sizes too large for her, but then she pokes two holes in it, and she's good. to... <laughs>
0: Perfect. That's pretty on the cover. I think you. I think you're. I don't think anyone recognize you. All right. Perfect. We have a, a very, very mildly down on his luck uh, uh, high society person, and some sort of elephant man, elephant person, whose visage is so grotesque that they have to wear a, a hat over their face with pulse poked in for the
1: eyes. That's, that's a good so, point. After, after a while she, she just uh, she'll continue to work on her uh, outfit on the way there. It may end perfect. up being a very regular hat.
0: <laughs> perfect. Uh, and of course Bark uh, you give Bark a different colored collar. No one will ever recognize uh, Bark yeah. with that, with that mm-hmm. a bright green collar instead of their uh, Bark's classic.
1: I, I I throw a bunch of uh, I I indulge Bark on the way. Uh, Bark, one of Bark's favorite thing is rolling in dirt. And I let Bark roll in lots <sighs> of dirt. So bark is as a, is a uh, subtly different shade of brown than uh, usual.
0: Perfect. Uh, so the three of you uh, arrive at the range, which uh, does have a name, uh, and that name is right here. It's very apparent. It's got a big sign out front. Um, it is Straight Wind Range, of course. Uh, there was a, temporarily the, the wind was blowing the sign, you couldn't quite read it, but the wind right. Right
2: so Straight Wind Range. Uh, Shooting range. Oh, straight, straight wind. Right. I don't know why I couldn't remember the name of this place. Uh, Ellen, tell you what, we don't exactly look like a a matching set here. Uh, I think we should probably go in separately.
1: Ellen, let's go your hand. Are are you sure?
2: Yeah, I I think we'll look more undercover if we're, if we're in there separately, we can see more stuff. And uh, if we need to surprise someone, they'll never expect that we're working together.
1: Okay. If 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 you think it's important, yeah, yeah, for for Broadbone, we'll we'll do it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh so Aaron goes in first, um in his his uh very mildly uh mildly down on his like fancy outfit. Um and it is the very the very place you saw in the vision. Uh you're stepping right into the archery range, the very back behind the white squares, uh, next to a small counter. Um there's a uh, middle aged, maybe a little older, half work woman behind the counter, and uh uh six or seven people out on the range, including a very large figure who you immediately recognize uh, as Durango. Um they all have their back to you. They're all messing with bows or arrows or shooting, uh or whatnot. And the, the the woman behind the counter leans out. <coughs> well how do they Sugar, what do you uh
2: what you, what can I do for you? Uh oh well uh I'm uh, here to practice my shooting. Yes, I, uh, I have uh, some hunting coming in my future, and I would, I would like to practice firing some arrows at your fine, your fine uh, archery gallery, please.
0: Uh, do you have any, uh, any of the rest of your life story you need to tell me there, sir? Or is that going to be it for today?
2: No, oh, I'm just joshing you. Oh, uh, oh, I'm just joshing you. You uh, just well, seem yeah. like <laughs> such a, a nice person. I feel like I could tell you anything.
0: Well, uh, I am nice. You can't help me anything. And this is the place to go to shoot uh, arrows. Uh, uh, you're, in fact, you're in time. There's a competition today. It's oh. the semi-annual Let It Fly Archery Competition. Uh, now, it's no to enter. And and she steps aside and you see a pretty big silver trophy behind her. This is the, the trophy for the winner. Uh, it's fancy silver trophy. We give it out a uh, new one every year. Uh, would you be interested in entering the competition? Again, no fee, no problem if you lose. Just uh, sort of gets everybody uh, in the spirit of really trying their best and really, and really shooting for the stars.
2: Well, I, for the stars. I, I can't say I uh, came prepared w- with, with my best, but w- with no downside, how could I say no? That's yes, right. of course. Perfect. Well, let's sign you up right here. Uh, what's your name? My name is Philip Daggerwing. Philip Daggerwing. That's a very unique
0: unique name, Mr. Daggerwing. Yes, yes I'm... Daggerwing.
2: Perfect. I'm, uh, it's not a usual
0: name around here. Uh, it's a fine name. It's a fine name. Uh, well, did, uh, if you didn't bring your own bow, uh, I can loan you one. Uh, we've got a couple back here. Uh, you look about uh, medium high. Will you, uh, How about uh, you want a long bow or uh, just a short little composite bow?
2: Or are you a crossbow man? Oh, well, uh, uh, crossbow feels like cheating. I, I really should <laughs> use the power of my own two arms let's uh let's try the short bow all righty she a out the short composite bow and hands it to you it it's the right height it feels pretty
0: good in your hands you're you're not an expert marksman but you know which end of the arrow to <laughs> the bow. uh and just then uh Illin and bark uh step in through the through the door making their grand entrance <laughs> now howdy
1: Hi, how, how, how are you?
0: I'm doing just fine, sweetie. I sure did not expect my competition today to bring in such a big crowd. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I heard about it down at the at the docks. There's there's a competition here. I definitely heard about that.
0: There is one here. It's the Let It Fly Archery Competition, semi Uh This big this whole here silver trophy is the prize. Um, it's free to enter, no charge, no penalty for losing. It's just a it's it's a fun competition, to sort of get everybody at the range just doing their best. Uh. Are you up for it?
1: Sure. That 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 sounds Perfect. great. That's definitely why yes. I came in. Yeah. That, oh, that well, sounds great. awesome. Then just
0: go ahead and give me your name and I'll just jot it right down here.
1: My name is Eustwiss R D Wo.
0: Yeah, uh, Alright. Now you're gonna have to forgive me if i spelled that wrong, but we're not engraving it on the trophy, so it's probably not the end of the world, Eustis.
1: U-O-U-S-D- So close W. No. U S.
0: Okay, well, I was not close at all, sweetheart. Let me just fix that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, you're you're good. I I mean, spelling spelling's important, but but what's more important is is winning trophies.
0: I, well, I'm not sure about that, but I'm glad you got in the spirit. Now, I see you did not bring a bow. Uh, we do have a, a range of smaller bows and crossbows. Uh, do you want a sort of a composite, or sort of a long bow or like a little crossbow?
1: I will take the longest bow you have.
0: Uh, the longest bow uh, uh, suitable to your stature. Or you just want a uh, just straight up the longest bow. That,
1: you know, I I don't I don't take kindly to short jokes, but uh hey. I'll yes, the longest bow you have.
0: Well, fair enough. And she pulls out a six foot long bow and sets it on the ground for you. I certainly didn't mean any uh, any harm. I just I know people I know shooting, and a uh, a lot of times people need a bow their size, but. It's all you. It's all you.
1: I got this. I, I got this. I'm going to beat everybody at this. It's going to be great. Well, as,
0: as you're both new, I'll give you the rules real quickly. Um, uh, the competition is not starting yet. Everybody's just warming up. Uh, I saw the competition. Everybody will get 10 shots. Uh, whoever, uh, he, uh, you know, each of the rings is worth a certain amount of points. Whoever scores the highest is the winner. If there's a tie, uh, we have a shootout until somebody scores. Uh, lower point. So if we, if we keep hitting bullseyes, we just keep shooting until somebody scores lower than the other person, and that person's the winner.
1: Now, uh, I, I, I had these contests uh, back home, so how many times do I have to split someone's arrow in half before I win?
0: <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Oh, uh, uh, if you split an arrow, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if you split anybody's arrows with these wooden-tipped practice arrows, <laughs> I, will, uh, I will get you a separate prize distinct from this trophy. Uh, and of course, now since you didn't bring your elbows, it shouldn't be a concern. But just so you know, no actual arrows are allowed in the range. Uh, we do have all the wooden practice arrows uh, right out of here. So just make sure if you have real arrows, you got to put them in those lockers in the in the break room. Um, but you guys it shouldn't be a problem. But I just got its a safety thing. I gotta say to everybody, gotta I'll, tell to everybody.
1: All right, I'll I'll go straight to the to the lockers in the back room and, and I'll I'll put those arrows away <coughs> along with along with my dog. Woof.
0: Oof. Uh well nice to meet you <laughs> nice to meet you boof and eustace uh and uh it's, mr it's, it's,
1: it's roof roof like like above
0: roof yeah. and, and, and okay roof, i apologize i apologize mr roof yeah. uh uh, boof. uh and as she's making her apologies both of you hear um a different voice um but no one else reacts to it uh around you. Someone in this place is plotting murder today, detectives. I can sense it. Who said that? And you can... Uh, who said what, sweetheart? I was just apologizing for mixing up your dog's name. I certainly am sorry about that. And, no. uh, oh,
1: yeah. That's it's okay. R- R- Roof isn't too uh, sensitive about it.
0: Oof. And uh, just over there in the bake room and you'll find a Grudda is harmless and equally useless. She would let this murder happen right under her nose and still be of no help to you, detectives. In the break room, and I'll just, it'll be about 20, 30 minutes maybe and the competition will get started. Aaron
2: Aaron is now like, oh, okay, yes, well, I think I've got it. I'll just uh, be heading over to get some practice shots in if I may. All right, well, let me know if you need anything, all right? My name is Grudda. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Rutta. He should poke a small bow. (laughs) But, you know, it's not
0: the size of the it's not the size of the the string. It's the uh, the size of the bow. It's the pull of the strings, they
1: say. uh, Best of luck to you. So, uh, uh, Woof and I will will uh, sneak into the the back room where I would nominally place my, uh, Uh, Arrows into the locker and investigate that area. Okay.
0: Uh, So, this is the break room. Uh, It's got a couple of tables, a handful of chairs, uh, and about a dozen small foot lockers. Um, It also has a large wooden cabinet and a freshwater pump uh, and a basin in one corner.
1: Okay. Uh, So, the
0: lockers are obviously, they're just small wooden foot lockers, kind of like chests. Uh, These are obviously. Uh, the ones designed for you some of them have locks on them most of them don't
1: all right so so illan will, will uh start with the obvious thing and test the water to make sure it's not poisonous and uh then kind of work backward from there looking in the foot lockers for any poisoned arrows that have real tips
0: does illan just uh put her face under the water and drink from the freshwater pump or yep. or okay uh, it's Fresh, clean water. Uh, no immediate ill effects.
1: Alright, and then she uh, licks the tip of her real arrow she sees to also look for poison. Meanwhile...
0: <laughs> okay, meanwhile, cut to uh, Aaron, who has gone out onto the range to uh, begin practice, taking practice shots. Um, you take an empty square uh, between a dwarf
2: and a uh, kobold. How close am I to Durango? Uh, Durango
0: is uh, just two squares over. He's on the other side of the kobold. Okay. And he uh, uh, he has not met he has not noticed you yet. He's very busy. He's got a very uh actually it's not a huge bow. It's actually sh- shorter than uh than the bow that Ilan grabbed. Uh, but it's a, it's a, like a recurve. It's a very very heavy pull, clearly. <laughs>
2: uh, all right. So, uh, while looking around Aaron is going to uh, notch an arrow and, uh, and take a test shot. Uh, l- watching Durango to see if if uh, if he just if he looks normal. Is he kinda of like is is he, is his head in the game.
0: gonna go ahead and give me an attack roll for that uh for that just that test shot. And that's uh, if you don't have uh uh bow proficiency, it's just gonna be your I don't.
2: dexterity bonus plus a d twenty then. All right. Uh well I've got so my dex bonus is plus two, I hold an eight, so that's a ten.
0: Okay. Uh Scott can you give us a failure on the scales of justice. <laughs> First nice. Of course, failure. Perfect. Uh your arrow um hits the very edge of the target. Uh it does stick. A ten is enough to hit a hit a, a moderate size target from and you've got a uh area with a kind of a close target. It's not very far. Excellent. Away. Um, uh, Durango uh seems fine. Um he's very animated, very loud. Oh, we go uh he he's just talking, you can't really hear his accent. Uh so we'll just we'll leave that alone. <laughs> uh he's chatting with um actually chatting with the kobold next to you. Um, you can tell the kobold is not super happy to be chatting with him, but Durango is very, uh, just much chattier than really than, than you remember him being, but not in like a particularly suspicious way. Mm. You did meet him. The only other time you've met him is in catacombs uh, and you were suspecting him of murder at the time. So.
2: Right. Um, I think, uh, yeah, so um uh, Philip is going to ah, sigh in disappointment at the arrow shot and uh, hear the conversation next to him uh, because someone's being loud and uh, and perk up and say I say Durango Broadbone, duh. Uh,
0: that's me. Uh, do do I know you, sir? <laughs> I don't
2: reckon I've got the acquaintance of so many fancy folks as today as I used to when I was. No, but I'm I'm a huge. I, I am a, an enormous fan of your work. To go from uh, solving crimes into adventuring like you have done, uh, you're just an inspiration. I, I, I uh, my name is Philip Daggerwing, and I like wink at him. Uh, <laughs> Well, for the and my
0: name is Durango Broadbone. And- I, I know that, yes. Uh, oh, yeah! You did you say You know me from the Red Fletcher case, right? That's my last case. Big, big to do. Everybody was all over about
2: it. Uh, uh, certainly certainly an amazing case my goodness yes but yeah. your, your, uh, a, your more recent exploits i find even more personally interesting and fascinating as an, as an adventurer you don't say i didn't think those had quite the public following as my career as a detective he is well not getting on he is just not getting it with with such a, a a famous person with such a storied past suddenly making a career change why Plenty of people in in looking for a career change, perhaps due to a change in fortune, would would want to follow along and and learn some things. Uh, may may I pick your brain? You see, he's starting to he's starting to. Uh, have we met before? Oh, I I uh, I'm not sure that you would remember it. It oh, it wasn't. Dark place, not very well lit. The cobalt
0: between you huffs, puts down uh, his bow, and storms off to the break room. Get him uh, am quiet around here, it's talking, and it's impossible to the, pick uh, a shot.
2: I believe there were some interesting plants uh, in the area. Twilson, is that you? Yes, D- Durango, it's it's me. Uh, look, I'm I'm here undercover. There, there's possibly a threat on your life we got a vision and in it you died here today me yeah. here uh, really i agree yes uh, you you're over in the your corpse was over in the next room everyone was staring at it that's basically all we have is here and over there and well, you? uh he seems a little upset at this information well you didn't come on down did you Did you bring any of the other detectives no, Ellen and Bark are here too. They're they're all undercover. the little, cover. The little
0: tiny one and the dog?
2: Yes. Oh, all right, that's good then. <laughs> Look, no. is do you have any enemies here? Does anyone know that you're here in this competition? What? Enemies? No. No, I
0: I I'm here all the time.
2: I shoot I shoot arrows all the time in this range.
0: I know almost everybody here. Uh, I don't. I don't have any enemies. I mean, this because competition. I, I haven't. I haven't been to it before. It's the. Uh, it was two years ago. It was the last one. So this is the first time I've been in it. But I mean, I'm here all the time.
2: Anybody who, you know, wanted me dead would know where to find me on a Wednesday afternoon. Okay. Well, I guess let's keep an eye out and and see if you recognize anybody or or someone you specifically don't recognize. Unless you just want to bolt, we could. You would probably just go, and then you might not die. Well, now, listen, I don't plan to die tonight, but if there's someone here planning to commit murder,
0: I think it's our responsibility to catch him. Now, it's been a long time since I've been a detective, but I think i still got the I still got the, the brains to do it, so we're going to catch him today, and we're going to take him to the chief, and you're going to get a commendation, and Ellen's going to get a... Whoever Ellen Ilan is, Ellen's going to get a commendation, and we're all going to be famous for another day. And he gives you a big wink, right. and uh, the scene uh, fades fades to black temporarily. Uh, and we find Aaron uh, on the end, oh. receiving end. Very different wink, uh, in a very different time. Uh, uh, he is uh, in dirt alley, um, into the 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 dirty, um, the very rough part of town. Literally, dirt alley. The roads are made of dirt, That's just hard packed dirt. Um, a lot of the houses, all of the buildings, are um, mud constructed, mud mud bricks. So not like, I mean, they're like adobe kind of construction, right?
2: Um,
0: they're not, they're not puddles. They're not piles of dirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but Aaron's found uh, found himself here, um, tracking down the fieries. Um, just ask them a couple questions, just to, you know. Th- Finwick's, Finwick's whole persona didn't quite sit right with him. Uh, he knows, you know, he knows from he knows it from those old days. Uh, he knows what kind of a kind of a guy he is, and the is just they, they they got lucky. They did a great job, but uh, he's wanted to talk to them. So he finds he found out where they lived, and he's uh, uh, at the bar that they frequent, um, uh, which is just called the Dirty the Dirty Cup.
2: The Dirty Cup. The Dirty Cup. Excellent.
0: They're really, they're really on theme in Dirt Alley.
2: Uh, all right, so Aaron uh, is going to sidle up to them and uh, say, I guess, to the, the the male of the two, since he seemed to be the one that was speaking on stage, uh, wow, heck of a performance up there. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, yes, uh, it is the. to be honest, it was our first time doing the trick. Uh, it's something
0: we've uh, talked about for years, but uh, we've never actually uh, done that trick before, so it was... Uh, a bit nerve-wracking, but it went off,
2: went off like a hitch, so, you know. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's a, are you sure you've, you've never practiced that before? Or? Well, I mean, I do the pogo
0: act and the juggling act, and my wife has done the unicycle of the juggling, but we never done it. Uh, we did tandem once, but never on fire. Uh, but, you know, uh, wow. when your agent calls and says, hey, this is the gig, this is your. This is what we got to do, you know, uh, it, to be honest, Lanar Cannon is uh, filled to the brim with uh, talented performers, so
2: uh,
0: someone when you when you're kind of dirt alleys where to take what you can get. so
2: uh, hey, oh, uh, sorry, i'm I'm being rude. Uh, i didn't didn't catch your names, and uh, I'm Aaron uh, Aaron Twilson. Uh, uh my name is Hugh Fieri, and this is my wife gal. Excellent. Hey. You know, I just want to say, it takes real guts to get up on stage and do do something that you've never done before. Your agent, wow, they must be putting some <sighs> real pressure on you. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I uh, hate talking to talk turn. You
0: got me talkative tonight because I'm coming down off my nerves. Obviously, I don't know really you know who you are. I'm talking to you about <laughs> my performance. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, our agent's fine. Uh, kind of an odd fella, but... Uh, Hey, you know he's got us another—he's got us another act booked, uh, another performance booked uh, at the, the park uh, later. The actually tomorrow morning. No, wait. I guess it's later tonight. Check my pocket, my wrist sundial. Yeah, it is later tonight.
2: Okay. Uh, so, and uh, are you, you going to be doing the same act tonight, or? Well, and he and Hugh
0: and Gal exchange a look, and Gal pipes up. Well, it's not the same act. Um, actually, we'll be. Um, we'll be ramping up the stakes a little bit for this act uh it's a big one uh it's really designed to be an attention grabber really get our names out there and uh, our agent has really convinced us that uh you know this the the initial act was great but really to bring the crowds we're really gonna have to go all out um but, you know we did great on that initial one and i think you know i think i think we can do this i think this is our big shot or i think we need to take
2: yeah. it ready, so. hey uh can i ask you guys something
0: yeah sure
2: do you know about the stage actors guild and
0: uh, that's when the uh, that's when the nosy bartender uh, pops his uh, his large nose over the edge of the bar, uh, his his, and says, hey,
1: um, <laughs> "Look, uh, talking's free, but uh, spots at the bar ain't. You guys gonna order another round or not?"
2: Uh, yeah, I'll I'll get there next round. Uh, one of whatever she's having for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, all right. So uh, two swells coming up. Uh, what is this uh, talk of unions I heard about? We don't take kindly to that in this tavern. Oh,
0: listen, uh, you know, I know, I know, Frank, uh, it's not really a union, this is our friend. Uh, he's, he's. Uh, you know, he doesn't understand how it is here in Dirt Out. He doesn't understand how it is in the Dirty Cup. Uh, uh, uh-huh. yeah, Aaron, go ahead and tell him, tell him that you were just, you were talking about the Stage Actors Guild, but not, not recruiting for them,
2: right, Aaron? Oh, uh yeah, I don't think they operate here. I don't think you've got anything to worry about. I, I don't see them taking a big interest in the dirty cup or or dirt alley.
1: Uh-huh. Martino All right,
0: well. is clearly writing something down under the bar, like taking some sort of small note.
1: That's good. That's good. You you just keep it that way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't, uh, we don't take kindly to that Hey <laughs> think Andy uh, leave us a yeah. few drinks well uh, yes
2: uh, and
0: uh, uh, Hugh starts talking to the bartender just making the sort of small chitchat. Oh, yes uh, well you know the, the axe tomorrow and uh, tonight in Kings Park uh, Frank if you want to come down I know the you know, you've got somebody else to cover the bar and Gal leans over to Aaron and says ah, Frank works for Fenwick he's one of the he's one of his talent spotters Finwick is not a fan of guild and unions.
2: Alright, while while we're listen, while we're whispering, uh, Aaron's gonna say, Look, I've been performing all over for years. I've seen this before, like this specific thing. You're headed you're headed right for trouble. And I, I know that you think this is your shot, but there's a big chance that you're gonna lose everything and you're not gonna even if everything goes right, you're not gonna get what you think you are.
0: Well, I appreciate your concern, but to be honest, this is this is our kind of our only chance. We're kind of on our last legs here. We've got to take our shot, and you know, I know Finn Nuke's not the best agent, but if we can if we can get the if we can get the name recognition, you know, we can get out from under him as an agent in maybe a couple of years, and and go out on our own and, and really work with a with a better agent. But uh, to be honest, yeah, <laughs>
1: good one, Frank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, those, yeah. Those, oh, and those, uh, what do you call thirteen? guild members in a lake
0: oh i don't know frank what do you, what do you call 13 guild members in a lake
1: another good start <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: uh... <Frank. laughs> well it was uh, nice talking to you aaron uh, maybe we'll see you at the uh at the park tonight right uh, uh uh hey if you're gonna be there i'll be there
0: well uh, uh yeah of course we're gonna be there so uh <clears throat> have a great uh, have a great one we'll see you later tonight uh and uh, Aaron unhappily um, leaves the bar, and uh, as he walks out, in walks back out into the, the, the gathering gloom. Uh, we find ourselves back, back several hours earlier in the morning. Uh, back at straight wind, man, straight wind range. Why do they make? Why do they make it so hard to say? Uh, straight wind range. Ilan uh, in the break room, having opened all of the unlocked. Uh, footlockers and just leaving them open to better better gauge all the evidence at once. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, Several of them are empty um, but in the unlocked ones uh, Ellen has found a let's see, one of them contains a pouch of uh, really uh, grody smelling leaves and a small ceramic pot which uh, seems to be filled with honey. Um, One of them contains an unsigned letter of recommendation uh, and a guide on herbs and berries. (laughs) Uh, And one of them contains uh, one of the unlocked unlocked ones contains a black feathered cloak which you immediately recognize as Durango's a quiver with five steel tipped arrows and a small wire, like a kind of a wire mesh uh, ball full of smell foul-, foul smelling leaves like the same as from the pouch earlier uh Ilin does recognize these as tea leaves um but there are that's <laughs> got to be the the least pleasant tea uh, do you want to give me maybe a, a nature check
1: nature or survival
0: yeah either of those work
1: plus four and i got a two on the die that's six total
0: perfect well <laughs> Ilan puts one in his mouth from the bag uh, and after chewing on it for uh, several minutes, identifies it as Moondrop Dew Tea, which is probably the nastiest tasting tea he has ever had. Um, but he does recognize it. Uh, he just, it, takes, it takes some doing.
1: I'll just go ahead and add failure to justice.
0: Go ahead and do that. Hey, what are you doing in here with all these lockers open? He's ah. the kobold who's storming into the break room
1: having this awful tea have you ever tasted anything like this it's just awful oh it's so gross
0: are you nosing around in other people's lockers uh, yeah what are you doing this for this is outrageous you cannot just come in here and nose around in people's lockers
1: really i mean there, there wasn't there's not a sign that says you can't come in here and nose around in other people's lockers i, I just assumed i could
0: the kobold points to the sign right next to the door that says please do not disturb lockers that are not yours.
1: Oh, I, I, I don't think. Do, do they seem disturbed to you? I mean, uh, I, my, my quick assessment of their mental health says they're okay.
0: Uh, listen here, uh-huh. uh, little, little person. Come uh-huh. uh, rich, very, very rich, coming from a cobalt to call a halfling a little person, since you're roughly the same height.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Listen here, you just stay over there in that corner, and I'm going to open my own locker. And uh, we're going to see what we can see. Uh, and he goes over and unlocks a locker uh, and uh, turns it away from you so you can't see him opening it and, and goes and gets in, it doesn't get in the locker, but leans into the locker uh, and pulls out a, a letter, which he folds up and puts in his pocket. And then he closes his locker and locks it again. All right,
2: now. Uh, do
0: I have to talk to, to Greta about you being in here and disturbing all these lockers, or are you going to put all these things back and close all these lockers up?
1: Was was his locker one of the locked ones, the unlocked ones?
0: Yes, it was one of the locked ones. He put right. the key and the paper back in his, in your vest pocket.
1: All right. Uh, I say, uh, no, I I don't think so. And, um, unless, I mean, I I think I've got it on control. I don't think she'd be good to give me a hand. I mean, she she's busy at the front.
0: All right. And he, he walks out.
1: Have a nice day. Seriously. Gosh, Roof. Some people. Oof.
0: Thanks for listening to Lawful and Orderly, Special Visions Unit. Join our detectives again next time for the thrilling conclusion of Target Practice. Scott Brown can be found on Twitter at G-E-O-W-T-F. Marty McGuire can be found on Twitter at Marty and Andrew J. Young can be found on Twitter at that one GM. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a
1: friend. or leaving a review on our iTunes page, which helps other listeners find the show. Thanks.